Hello, everyone. Crypto traders around the world. Crypto Talk Radio, Basic Cryptonomics is back with another episode. Thankful for you joining us here today. Let's kick this off real quick. Won't take us long. We've got a couple bits and bulbs to get out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. CryptoTalkRadio.net is the site. You can check out all of our various episodes, download, listen. We appreciate if you'd spread the word. The more people that we get listening to our show and our various episodes, the more people we get on board with what we're doing. The greater we can be, the more we can serve you. We appreciate you. We appreciate any word that you can spread as well. And CryptoTalkRadio.net continues to be updated. We are adding content constantly until we are satisfied with the outcome. So keep tuned on that same channel for more and more to come in the future. And we will let you know anytime that we make any changes that are significant, at least, or anything that's new launched. Of course, our Triad membership in the upper right corner, click that, and it'll let you know about the different plans that we have available if you want to support the show. Keep us doing what we're doing. Pass up us a little bit of money. It's not a lot, but you get a lot of value for each of those tiers. Check that out at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Let's go ahead and get into our internal news for today. You know, folks, I've been debating whether I want to change my hardware again. And you're like, didn't you just change your hardware and you sound amazing, absolutely amazing on the podcast, CryptoTalkRadio.net, and you sound amazing on the YouTube. What else do you need to change? And here's the thing. While I know that it sounds amazing, it really does. There's also some other things I have to keep in mind. A space consumption being one of those. Right now, this room that I'm in, which was my home office at one point, uh, roughly one-third of it is taken up with my Endeavor, uh, their computer. They have a dedicated computer. My printer's over there, other stuff's over there, and then it's got studio lighting set up there. And then here, where I record the YouTube show, has significant lighting that's necessary because I fit a different color spectrum, if you follow what I'm saying, which requires extra light in order to make it work. And then, of course, my monitors are 27-inch. I got two of those, so that's dominant in terms of space and then my desk, I have two desks. One is a, well, they're both the L shaped desk and I got two of those. And then I've had to move them around. It's just space consumption. So when I look for hardware, I'm also looking to optimize space. However, I haven't done as much as I'd like to do because I know that at some point I'm not going to be here. So I am still looking for other hardware to that's smaller, but serves the same purpose. Basically is what I'm trying to do, trying to get it to where everything's more efficient to where I can breathe, stretch, shake, let it go like mace. I can stretch my arms out comfortably. I can do more than what I can do. I move stuff around, but I haven't gone full throttle, but I keep browsing for other hardware. I actually did order a graphics card uh, that's on the route here. should be here sometime in the next 15, 30 minutes. That will replace the graphics card that's in my gaming PC, and that should feature-proof that, assuming it's compatible with my uh, board. I'm assuming that it is, and it might not be. I haven't checked. And then the the card that's in there, which is a RTX 2060, I'm going to try to put him in my computer that I'm talking to you here on, which is my work PC, because it has a garbage card that's kind of struggling at points when I need to do mastering and post-processing and hardware acceleration. So that's kind of the thought. Now, the old card was used for crypto mining for a long time, and then this one will be similarly used for crypto mining through NiceHash. And I'm trying to get in 
now that I see the price declines that are happening, which is part of my updates today is the price declines. And I want to get into more mining so that I can have something that's accumulating some of this other cryptocurrency off to the side without me having to spend money on it until I see that certain of them get to a certain price point. Like for example, if I can see Ethereum get back down to a thousand, I would absolutely buy one ETH or two ETH or three ETH, whatever I felt like. I'm trying to let them go a little bit lower. And then with Bitcoin, I'm still on the fence. It's not that I don't want to buy it. It's that the amount I would need to buy would take quite a bit more than I'm willing to invest at this moment. So I've kind of held off on that one. So then the mining was my second option. It's like, okay, I'll just let it mine cryptocurrency off to the side, set it and forget it. My gaming PC doesn't get much traction because most of the games suck, frankly. I do have, which I need to finish, uh, episode Yuffie from the Final Fantasy VII Remake, but for whatever reason, it was boring me. So it's just been sitting there, whirring away, using energy cycles. So my thought was, rather than it wasting that time, I might as well put it to work, back to work, doing more hardcore mining. They changed the epics. So what that means is everything's harder. So the cards have to work harder and need stronger cards to keep up with it because what they're trying to do is flush out some of the lower tier cards. The card that's in there is actually a very good tier card, but when you're trying to, it's called ETH hash on the Ethereum side, you really need to have, they're really trying to position it to the stronger cards that are out there. Then you run into NVIDIA's, what they call the LHR, which is the light hash rate. Basically, they nerfed the cards, but nice hash, which I have an account on but never used, has figured out some magic mystical way to get around it and let the cards run at full throttle. So I'm going to be going on to that, see if that gets me what I want. And then there are other tokens that you can mine that are still profitable because it apparently only affects the ETH hash as far as I can tell. So that's where I'm at now is get this new card, get it in my gaming PC, get him back to task, mining more cryptocurrency to stockpile this stuff off to the side while we're still in this disruption in anticipation for wherever we're about to go. Gets me over into the news. So now there were some rules that have been recently negotiated, discussed, released, And apparently this is something having to do with the United States. And I don't have the full scope of exactly what they're doing. But what people want to understand around the current state of cryptocurrency is, well, where do we go from here? We still have on the 27th, which is tomorrow, the FOMC expected. And there's an expectation that there's going to be some rate hikes from the Fed, from the Federal Reserve and the government saying we need to get the rate hikes up, we need to control inflation, which basically affirms a recession because that's the, way, that's the only reason that you would do that is you see that either recession's on the radar or you're already in it, and that may harm sentiment and cause people to get sketchy, which may cause people to either sit and hold and not buy or dump off. So we don't have buy signals in place. If we don't have buy signals, that's concerning for everybody else. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. And... Ethereum had some pumps largely around what was happening with the whole merge that's happening with ETH2O. Apparently they were having some issues and the hype, it was more hype and hopium coming into play where people were reacting to what was said instead of actual results. Well, that's kind of died off. And then what happened was in largely China, I believe, but certainly in the UK, they pretty much were starting to dump, 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 dump especially in the, in the UK side. So all this dumping, then we started seeing this sell-off and the resistance points were broken. And, res- and now we started seeing Bitcoin actually fluctuate. And this was kind of unusual. 
But if you heard me before, I said it felt like a fake out. Felt like some of these temporary climbs, although you can enjoy them and you can take profits off of them, felt like they might be temporary and not long lasting. Hopefully anybody that listened to me that took my recommendation on the core tokens, took for profit and was able to time that pinnacle and timed out taking profits. Then as it goes back down, you can buy on the dips, get more on the low if you're still wanting to be in it, but hopefully, or you can just sit on it if you don't believe that it's worth selling it or you're getting it for gas or something, you can just sit on it. But either way, you have two ways to go with it. You can take the profits because you anticipate it's going to go down potentially further, strongly, potentially further, or you can just simply hold it because you're using it for gas or hold it simply because you know that it's going back up. You have a number of ways to go about it. Just be smart about it. At the end of the day, be smart about what your strategy is going to be based on what your position is and your situation. If you're going to stay in it because you're confident of your financial situation, right? You're confident nothing's burning right now. Nothing's a, a great expense. You don't have anything that's going to disrupt your trading strategy. You might choose to hold or you might choose to sell for the profits just to hold the profits or stable them into stable coins. You have a number of ways to go about it. If you're new and you're getting in it for the first time, one thing you want to keep in mind is that everything, as I've said, is cyclical. And the first thing, it always starts with your situation. Make sure that your family's fed, you got a roof over your home, your bills are paid, everything is good with you. Don't invest what you can't afford to lose. And that's an important mantra. Don't be tempted necessarily on the green candles because the green candles frequently don't last. And if you look closely at a lot of these, smarter strategy usually involves buying when it's low, treating it as a discount. That's what you're really seeing. There was a point where Ethereum was down to $980 per coin. And it's up from that 980. So if you bought in at 980, you're still up. Now, the question is, how long does it stay there? And does it go down? And if it does, how far does it go down? You'll have to make a decision. Then if you did buy in that low, do you just sit on it? Or do you sell right now and take that profit that you would get of where it is now? And then buy back in if you anticipated it was going to go back down to that 980 mark or somewhere around there. That's part of the thought process. And you have to get into the groove and kind of trick yourself to believe, you know what? I just need to be smart about my investment strategy and make sure that I'm not just jumping on the green candle because that's not what it's about. It's about making sure that your position, whatever it's going to be, supports wherever you want it to be. What do you want your position to be? Are you in? so that you can profit? Are you in because you need the gas? Why are you in and what does that mean for you? And then simply go from there. On a secondary note, kind of what's the murmurings going around is that Coinbase might be getting investigated by the SEC. And of course the SEC is the governance over all things, securities, investments, financial trading, etc. So them getting involved with Coinbase there's, this is, there's goods and bads about this, right? Normally, if the SEC gets involved with something, it means that there's the belief, the, most of the time, it's, there's a belief that securities are somehow in play. In cryptocurrency, one of the open questions has been, what really is a security in cryptocurrency and what's not? And a lot of this has boiled down to the Howey test. We know and I'll say this and people might disagree with me and that's cool, but we know that the vast majority of cryptocurrencies do fit into the qualification 
of a security by the Howey test if we accept the Howey test as our, as our measure for the cryptocurrency side. Right now, it's not used for the cryptocurrency side, but I said in a past episode that I believed that the government was going to simply take what was happening with Luna, take what was happening with Celsius, take what was happening with all these, and they're going to use their own emergency, quote-unquote, authority and say, we're just going to say it's a security under this because of this and start processing people. I That's what I see is happening in my mind with Coinbase. So this started with the probe, and in the probe, there's a number of people that they've already called out as part of this, and they're starting to do charges, and everything's starting to happen around this concept of securities. And the belief is that there's insider trading. Now, in the cryptocurrency side, we've never had significant amounts of visibility into insider trading around cryptocurrencies, mostly because there is no real central oversight over cryptocurrencies as there is in the stock market. In the stock market, there are things that you simply cannot do. And insider trading is one of those things. Having the SEC get involved in this regard sets a precedent, and we have to see where it goes. Now, I'm not going to bore you here. I do encourage you to read about the story of what's happening. Just simply do a search for SEC, Coinbase, and you'll find a whole slew of hits. But suffice to say that there, the thought is that people inside were basically using their buddies or their family to influence price in positive favor for their buddies or their families, you know, basically short sell, pump and dump type schemes. So this this has a huge eye. This has a lot of eyes on it, as rightfully it should, because it'll tell us where we're going to go from a regulatory perspective whenever they do decide to get on the, the vein of regulating this. This is going to set the precedent for those types of things. Now, as part of this whole investigation that they saw, they said, you know, there's some, uh, some of these tokens we see are straight up securities, period, point blank. They definitely are securities. We're going to do our assessment using the Howey test. And if we determine that they truly are a security, then you have to go through the regs in order to register them as securities. Coinbase, of all the different exchanges, happens to be one of the very few that has largely followed every single thing that the government of the United States has asked. They've said, you know what, whatever, we're going to do whatever they want us to do because we want that United States money. That's what they want. Well, Coinbase came out and they said, this is the first time I've seen them, came out and basically pushed back a little bit, saying we don't have securities on our platform and we would not list securities on the platform. Now, of course, it's not up to Coinbase what is or isn't. It's up to the SEC. And if the SEC says that these cryptocurrencies fit the categorization of a security, which I'm pretty sure that they would make that determination based on what I've seen. I could get it wrong, but I'm pretty sure that they would. If they do, then Coinbase has no choice but to comply, and they'd probably delist them is my guess. There's already a number of tokens that Coinbase had in the past. People don't know this, where they've delisted them. They completely removed them from trading. They had them, and then they completely removed them from trading, largely for a similar reason where they start seeing this oversight come in and then they remove them from the trading. This is also the reason why like Robinhood, for example, has largely hesitated to list certain tokens because they were trying to avoid any sort of scrutiny. The thing is they can't avoid them forever. Gate.io actually started blocking United States traders because of the scrutiny coming down. So this is not new. 
it's a constant thing that they have to deal with. And most of them are just kind of running on empty, like the song says. Coinbase was kind of unusual because in the past, they were willing to go along with whatever the feds wanted to do. They actually went, talked to Congress and said, this is what we're trying to do. And this is, we want regulation. We want it to be cleaned up and we want clear directions. So this is a bit of an about face. And I thought that was pretty good. I think it's good. I think it's good for the industry. I think it's good that we finally get some answers. And I'm glad to see that Coinbase is being held accountable if they do have these scummy things happening internally. It reminds me of what went on when SHIB went live on Coinbase Pro and people speculated there might be some insider stuff going on because of the fiasco that happened at that time. It was a bad situation. People were allowed to be enriched. Other people were not allowed to get in on it. And certain other people were locked out. Other people bought at an inflated price. Then the coin market cap situation happened and it essentially dumps. So that's basically a pump and dump, even if it was nobody's specific fault. So now in related news, but not directly, but just as a high level, we see that Ethereum is kind of fluctuating. It's not crafting anymore, right? It's kind of fluctuating like in this middle tier bit. We're not seeing the excessive dumps. That's good. We're not seeing that there's excessive amounts of drop off. That's good, but we still don't see the certainty and the confidence of buys. That's not good. And there's a lot more going on with why that's happening. Many of the exchanges outside of the ones I just talked about are coming out and they're speaking about this whole situation with, you know, the Celsius and Voyager, you know, all these other ones that are happening. FTX, which is one of the exchange, FTX has come out. And FTX is, there's some weird stuff going on with FTX, side note to this. But FTX came out and basically said, you know what? Here's what we want to do with you guys on the Voyager side. We want to try to help you here. We want to offer you some liquidity here to try to help your investors and help you get out of this and restore. FTX is one of those, one of those exchanges where if you were building up a cryptocurrency and you wanted to scam people, it's kind of one of the go-tos, believe it or not, for cashing out mostly because FTX will let you do it and they don't really mind. So the fact that they have enough money to be able to bail out, in this case, Voyager, I thought was kind of interesting, fresh off, again, other situations where they've enabled scams to happen. Voyager pushed back and said, no, this isn't going to be beneficial to us. It'd be beneficial to you and we don't believe you and whatever. Now, here's what I find interesting. If we accept, because right now in the Voyager ecosystem, there are people that still have their money that's locked up in there. And if we accept that there's a written contract that's being proposed from FTX to say, no, under the this is what we'll offer you, this is the money we'll give you, and you can give back your Voyager customers 100% of their assets so they can get out of this and be made whole again long-term. If it's in writing and it's contractual and the two sides come to that agreement, it's interesting Voyager would push back on this. It reminds me of with Celsius. Celsius was able to pay back that one loan, but still locked up everybody's assets. So I don't know if there's, my guess is from an accounting perspective, there's something in the data, like with the contract where it would open up the doors for FTX to come in and see something Voyager doesn't want them to see that might cause a breach somewhere and cause more losses in Voyager. In other words, I think they're trying to, do a little bit of smoke by hiding something. What it is, I don't know. Meanwhile, customers are still harmed by this business because they're not able to get their funds out. And anybody listening to my show, hopefully if for a long time, I appreciate you being here, but I will always say, not your keys, not your coins. Please don't leave any money in any exchange. 
I'm talking the centralized or even decent, really. But if it's projects you trust, that's fine. But like for exchanges, don't leave them in exchange. Make sure they're in a wallet associated to a wallet address you control because situations like this are going to happen again. And depending on what we hear from FOMC, and if we get to another crash, we might see more of these firms like a Voyager and like a Celsius pop up where they're crashing and burning and more money is lost. And the last thing we need is to have these constantly crashing, crashing to where the government just speeds up the process to lock it down and make it like the stock market because that doesn't aid anybody. That's all I got for news here today. We have a very sketchy situation even now with the prices of things. However, it's certainly better than where it was. It's better than the, you know, where it crapped, where Bitcoin went as far as 19,000 and Ethereum was down to less than 1,000. We're certainly better than that, but we're not fully out of it yet. The good news is that we're not seeing sustained sell-off. So that's good because it means that the buy pressure is there. Now we just have to get past sentiment. Sentiment is going to be the biggest harm that we have leading into, I believe, Q, the rest of Q3 of 2022 and Q4 is making sure people are at ease with what's going on with cryptocurrency. And it's going to take a lot for that to happen. I think ETH20, they got to get their act together, whatever the heck's going wrong and their inability to sustain when they give us a date. We got to get past that. We've got to figure out what's going on with the war because that's still, I guarantee, playing a factor when you have big corps like with Tesla and their major dump of Bitcoin, there could be more of that. That's playing a factor as well. And then what happened with Minecraft? I covered on the YouTube channel. I do recommend you check that out where Minecraft is banning cryptocurrency throughout it. And mostly, a lot of this is because of a lack of regulation. There's sketchiness about the industry and all the scams and all the dumping and everything else, the volatility. Everything's playing into factor. And I think it's just all hitting at once. That's why it feels worse than it probably is. That's not to say that people are not in a bad spot. I'm saying that I think it feels worse than it truly is because of all the different things that hit at one time, which arguably are related. They arguably, it's like a domino effect. You tip one domino and they're all just tipping over. I don't think that anybody intentionally set out to cheat people except for Doe Rugpull on Luna. He certainly did. Other than that, it was more lofty visions, ego, right? Ego played a big factor in this, in a lot of this. And as I've said before, we're not going to have a stable cryptocurrency industry if we don't get better about criticizing projects. I cover projects all the time where either I'm doing it because I think it's worth your time, like an Everrise, or I'm doing it to try to keep you safe, like a cult DAO, because I see so many projects that just simply lack the fundamentals. And unfortunately, we're still in this world where all of these different people are just reacting to the green candle. That's all they are because there's a desperation out there that doesn't want to go away. I would rather, as my call to action to everybody listening to my channel, I would rather you simply think more about the investment. Think more about investments that are stronger investments. Investments that it feels like the devs have you in mind, not themselves. Not just the green. Because if we just go after the green, it's no different than penny stocks at the end of the day. If that's all you care about, I celebrate you, I respect you, I support you for your decision. I'm saying to me, I right now, the core tokens are that. They are the ones that I don't think are ever going to go away for now. Long term, I would focus on the tokens that actually try to do something outside the crypto bubble, and they seem to care about their investors, and they seem to care about cryptocurrency being stronger, not just being pump and dump all over the place, in my opinion, anyway. Because I think if we 
Keep focusing on those garbage tokens, the so-called outlaw mud show tokens. All that's going to do is cause all of the governments collectively to say cryptocurrency is a failed experiment and we need to lock it down excessively. And that just harms the real cryptos that are out there trying to do good. And that's going to take, I think, public voices, everybody who gets into it, wanting to come in, but also they're focusing more not on the green pump tokens, the garbage ones, but the strong ones, the ones that seem like they care about their investors, they care about the voice of the community, they're not just going rogue. I think if we can get more voices on board supporting those and less about the pumps, and some of that's age-related, to be honest, I think we'll be in a better spot. I don't know what that's going to take, and I'm just one voice. It's going to take everybody. It's going to take everybody listening to this. It's going to take everybody spreading the word. At some point, we've got to grow up. Cryptocurrency has to grow up. We have to get more mature, stop chasing after garbage, because when you get ripped off, then you lose the right to play victim because you're going after garbage that you knew was garbage. If you're a gambler, no problem, but then don't complain. You just lost the money that you gambled on, and it is what it is. If we can get to that reconciliation of this is what it is. I gamble, and I'm okay with the loss because I knew it was a gamble versus I'm just going to focus on the strong projects, I think we'll be in a better spot. Listen to what I just said. I'm not telling you not to go into a project where you just want to roll the dice and see what happens because it might be a thing. No problem. As long as we reconcile, the loss must be accepted. You must accept that you took that gamble. And I'm even targeting everybody that got into Voyager and Celsius and Stable Gains and BNB Mine and all these other ones where they left the money in there trusting devs that ultimately didn't care about them. They didn't care about you. Crypto.com, I'll throw them in there as well. They didn't care about you. I said that when I covered them on the podcast. They don't care about you. The reason I knew that they didn't care about you is the way that they designed their whole interface. It was not about you. It was about them. And I knew it was a, it was a matter of time before they started locking stuff down. All these other projects, and I know there's people listening that are in or have been in the liberal ecosystem. I, that's why I'm so concerned about liberal going all in on the mining concept. Because as been stated on multiple news articles, any of these projects that turn to this liquidity mining kind of concept, and that what, that's what ultimately caused crypto.com to pull back, any of these ones that are doing that, all that then happens is you end up, it's a short deal. It's not long-term. It's not sustainable. It's not designed to sustain over the long span. So people that get in, especially when they lock your money up, it's like a trap. It's almost like a glorified honeypot. Yes, you get passives, but the passives are a pittance compared to the money that you would have gotten otherwise if they just did simple in-wallet staking, as an example. That's why I'm so against it. It's not, I understand why they think it's the right answer. I just don't agree with it because it's dangerous. We've seen it time and again where it's not sustainable, and every project that has done it largely has, has ceased to exist or they're struggling. So my call again to you guys is to be thinking about what your true strategy is. And, and I would hope that you agree this recovery is going to be harder if we can't embrace stronger projects because think about it. The reason that this volatility can happen, the reason that there's so much drop that can happen is because we don't have enough people in cryptocurrency right now. There's multiple reasons why they're not in cryptocurrency. The point is it's going to be harder to get them into cryptocurrency and keep them there as long as we keep embracing all these scammy tokens, all these garbage tokens. We have to flush them out and we have to stop being attracted to them, which means you have to educate people, including the younger people. If they want to go after it and that's fine, then don't try to entice other people. You know, it's kind of like 
remember like back in school, right? It's like, you know, hey, everyone's doing it, man. Talking about, you know, smoking or whatever. And it's like, all you do is get somebody hooked and then they're hooking somebody else and it becomes this pandemic situation. That's what I'm talking about. Where all it, it kind of spreads. We, we see this green candle temptation and you spread this, let's go to other people who get wrecked and then it turns them off to cryptocurrency and they never come back again. We got to fix that somehow. And the only way we can do that is to mature. We got to grow up. Now we got to force the issue. We have to say this is not acceptable so that we can get to the point where even if a Tesla decides to dump all their bags, we don't see major drops and major sell-offs. It's barely a blip, which is what happens, mind you, on the stock market. If somebody dumps their Amazon, we barely even notice it for the most part. If somebody dumps their Google, we barely even notice it for the most part because those are heavily regulated. They have a lot of controls. They're not about, let's not go to the moon. It's, it is what it is. You might have a Wall Street bets with a GameStop, but those are aberrations, and largely, they don't sustain. You could have the shorting, right, where you're trying to attack the shorts. That's fine, but they're short pumps. And in many cases, it's never going to be a thing. I'm not telling you what to do with your money. I'm saying that cryptocurrency has to get smarter, has to get more mature about what we do so that we can keep the money in cryptocurrency and not turn people off with the garbage that ends up scamming people. And I do the best I can to cover the tokens that I think are worth your time, but I also try to spotlight the ones I think are garbage and why they're garbage. At the end of the day, I expect that you'll go and take a look at it and make your own decision for your own reasons because I expect that you're a grown person who can make your own choice. That's why I don't tell you what to do. I just think in certain cases, some projects are worth the time and some are not. I need help though. I think we need to educate people about better projects, smarter projects, stronger projects, projects that care about you, the investor, not just their own pockets. That'll do it for today's Crypto Talk Radio episode. I want to thank you for listening today. We know you've got choices. CryptoTalkRadio.net, if you would, we would appreciate. At the very top, we have a contact form. Fill that out. Let us know what your thoughts are. If we're doing great or something you don't like, we always love to hear from our listeners. If you don't mind spreading the word, we would also appreciate that. If you think other people would benefit from the type of coverage that we do, we work hard to try to be different than every other type of podcaster or YouTuber that's out there. So hopefully we're on track with that. Finally, our YouTube channel, of course, is that Basic Cryptonomics. If you want to find us on there, those are dedicated, specific, exclusive types of episodes. So you'll hear things there that you won't hear on the podcast and vice versa. Check us out there for more quick and dirty coverages. Until next time, take care.